Hello, and thank you for listening to Cruising the Waves podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you cruise information right from the source, right from the people who work in the industry. Each week, I will be bringing you a new podcast with a representative from the cruise lines, river and ocean cruise lines, and also expedition cruises too. This way, you get the information straight from the source, factual information, not rumors or people guessing, but real information from those who work in the industry. Each week, I meet with my BDM, who is my business development manager from each cruise line. They have the inside scoop on all the news from the high seas. Remember to check out Plenty of Sunshine Travel on the web, and here you'll find all the group cruises that we have planned. We've locked in some amazing rates and some great perks too, so check those out. Also check out our YouTube channel, Plenty of Sunshine Travel on YouTube, to see pictures and videos of everything discussed here today. Want to get into the conversation? Visit us on Instagram and Facebook. Feel free to post any questions you might have, and I'll be sure to include them in the next episode for you. For help in booking your own cruise experience that was discussed on this week's topic or any other vacation you could dream of, you can contact me at Kathleen at PlentyOfSunshineTravel.com. In this week's Cruise and Louise podcast, episode number 60, we are meeting with Caroline, and Caroline is the president of Cruise CEO, which happens to be my host agency, and we're going to be going over... Uh, Caroline's wonderful trip that she just had on Celebrity Edge. She actually got to meet Captain Kate as well, so we'll be discussing that. And uh, she'll just be going over some of the new protocols, how some of the things have stayed the exact same, and how we all really just want to get back into cruising and enjoying our vacations. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please like and subscribe to our channel, and remember to hit that share button. Over to the podcast! everybody and welcome to this week's cruise chat. I'm Kathleen Penner, owner of Plenty of Sunshine Travel and today we're doing things a little bit differently. Um, as you know if you've been to my channel, if you've subscribed to our channel you see I meet with a different cruise line every single week. Uh, this week I'm actually meeting with my host agency, uh, the president of Cruise CEO. So I have Caroline here with me and she was just on the Celebrity Edge, I believe. So we're going to be talking about what it's like to cruise right now with everything going on in the industry. And hopefully we'll give you a first person perspective. So perspective, pardon me. So over to you, Caroline. Well, thank you so much for inviting me onto the YouTube channel. This is fantastic. Really excited to be here and super excited to be able to share a little bit of my own personal experience when I sailed on the Celebrity Edge. Um, we went on July 17th, so we actually were on the third sailing out of North American waters, which was great yes. um, and very exciting to be back on board and uh, and really just gave me such, um, you know, such a great insight into actually seeing the protocols that everyone's been talking about in, you know, full kind of range of, of everything that's moving. So um, very exciting. But before I kind of dive into that, I thought I would share just a little bit of information about kind of what we've gone through and kind of just almost like a state of the industry um, kind of review. And then I'll go through some of the information as it relates to uh, my particular sailing. Great. So let's address the elephant in the room. <laughs> it's, so, it 
it's always um it's always good hold on can you see my screen okay i just yes, wanted to double check okay because i had a uh, a little message there okay so it's always weird to start a uh, cruise presentation with an elephant but the reality is uh there is no doubt that um you know there's a lot of misconceptions there's a lot of media portrayal as it relates specifically to cruise, and there always has been, but it's certainly at an amped up level these days. And there's no doubt in anyone's mind that the, you know, this entire pandemic of COVID-19 has truly hit the travel industry harder than, quite frankly, anybody understands. Right. And on top of that, cruise has certainly been demonized more than any other segment in the entire travel industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while it's easy to focus on cruising as, you know, one particular segment because it's fairly high profile, but also because of the transparency of the reporting requirements mm -hmm. and the standards that um, each of the cruise lines are uh, tasked with and must adhere to. Um, the fact is there is more reporting and um, you know we hear about little outbreaks and we have for years and years and COVID-19 certainly um, has not changed that but it's amplified it. Uh, but the reality is you know cruising is neither the source nor the cause of COVID-19 and what's um, What's really different about cruise compared to other type of vacations in the industry is that there are no other sectors that have such stringent reporting requirements. And then, you know, certainly on top of that is the presence on board of the doctors and nurses uh, that are there for the surveillance aspect as well. And I think out of all of that, it certainly um, allows the cruise world or even the world outside of cruising just to know more information about exactly how COVID-19 has impacted cruise ships um, more so than any other segment like I had said and you know the meticulous um, protocols that they have to go as well as the transparency certainly don't lend themselves to a higher frequency of infection what it does do is lend itself to a higher report of infections. And I think that was, you know, something that I, I really wanted to address right out of the gate is mm -hmm. look, we, we've been dealing with this. We know what the perception of cruise was like before COVID-19 for non-cruisers, and it certainly elevated and amplified. But the reality is, since 2020, there have been ships sailing all around the world. Mm -hmm. And in fact, according to CLIA, which is the Cruise Line Industry Association, has a variety of CLIA members. Um, we are one of them. And I know, Kathleen, you're uh, part of CLIA as well on an individual basis. Uh, there's been a million passengers plus crew mm -hmm. that have sailed in more than 10 major uh, cruise markets in parts of Europe in Asia and the UK, and of course, uh, since July 2020, the North American market welcomed back cruise ships as well, and really truly leading the protocols uh, in the industry um, today. I, I had um, been speaking to uh, a friend of mine that's actually sailing this week, and she said, do you know that since August, this particular cruise line had done 200,000 tests on board because this particular line their protocols are they test every day and out of that 200,000 there have been 31 positive cases 
Wow. That is such a small percentage. It is such a small percentage, but if anybody was out there thinking there are 31 cases on a ship, Mm -hmm. right. It it just kind of blows, you know, blows up that whole messaging. Mm -hmm. Um, And having had the opportunity to now sail, I can really, again, attest to the protocols that are on board and the fact that they are working since. So all of the ships that are run under the CDC, as well as those that are not. So CDC oversees the ship sailing in North American waters, mm-hmm. uh, specifically out of the US. And, uh, and then we have our obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, Asia, UK and, and uh, other European countries. But regardless of the CDC um, impacts or not, each of the cruise lines have adapted their protocols to be fairly consistent with each other, as well as right across the board, regardless of the trade destination that they're in. So each of the cruise lines have been operating with reduced capacity, as well as strict health and safety protocols. Buffets are no longer Mm self-serve. Tables are more spaced out. Activities, for example, have fewer participants, as well as the reduced contact. But more than that, they've also implemented a ton of contact tracing while they're on board. Hand sanitizer stations have always been um, prevalent on ships, but now even more so. And depending on the line, the majority of crew, as well as um, customers, are required to wear masks on board depending on what the situation is. So if I'm in an elevator, I would need to put a mask on, but if I'm sitting in the, um, you know, the restaurant, I don't need that. If I'm sitting by the pool, I don't need it. So just depending on the areas on the ship that you're actually um, kind of moving through all of those different zones, uh, various mask requirements are in place. And then of course, uh, since I've traveled, so when I traveled in July, there was not any requirement for our pre-board testing. And now most of the cruise lines, certainly sailing, uh, the ones that uh, that we are selling, are uh, now requiring a negative COVID test to be able to board, mm-hmm. plus the majority, 95, if not 100% of passengers on board are required to provide proof of vaccination. The crew doesn't leave the ship. That's another important part. So when I'm vacationing in Mexico and the lady who is serving me dinner or bringing me a drink or cleaning my room or the gentleman, they leave in many cases to go home to see their families. Mm -hmm. So the crew on board ships, they're actually truly living in a ship's bubble. They test them every week. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure, because obviously, you know, breakthrough cases we've known now can happen, right. um, but they're not permitted to leave port or leave the ship when they're in port. So, you know, typically they would have an afternoon off to go and explore St. Thomas and pick up some sundries and get some of their essential shopping done. That doesn't happen anymore. Everything is shipped in for them uh, on turnaround days. So I think, again, that's a very important Um, note to mention because no one's really talking about that is that bubble of the fact that the you know the crew's not leaving and interacting with anyone that is unvaccinated but other than all of the protocols that are put in place Mm -hmm. for the most part cruising today is very similar and the operation is remarkably similar to what it was before COVID and that for me was a big surprise when I went on the edge I didn't anticipate the normalcy of it all. And 
I, you know, I, I'm going to hold that. I'm going to okay, hold yeah, that yeah. thought because I'm going to go into that in a little bit. Great. So before we do that, I wanted to have a quick look at um, some of the trends that we're seeing. So this, of course, right now is um, is really kind of right across the board, regardless if you're in the U.S. or the Canadian market or the European market. There are four top trends that are emerging. Mm -hmm. Shorter booking windows. So people are perhaps deciding to take a cruise in the next two months, which is normally never, never heard of unless you're in a port city. Uh, and then your window gets even shorter than that. So we normally see anywhere from six to eight to 12 to 24 months in advance for bookings. And now we can see bookings and recognize that within two months of departure. Mm -hmm. People are perhaps shying away from a ship that has 4,000 passengers typically and going to a ship that maybe has 1,500 mm -hmm. or even going into a ship like a river cruise where it's even smaller with 176. Mm -hmm. So out of that, we're really seeing uh, a good trend towards more uh, of a luxury type of vacation. So our luxury ships typically offer and le uh, lend themselves well to social distancing at the best of times. Um, and, and again, with all of those enhanced mm -hmm. protocols, but we're hearing from all of our small ship partners, as well as river cruise partners, that their business is outpacing where they were sitting at in 2019 for forward bookings mm -hmm. going into 2022 and beyond, which is positive. I agree with you for that. I think small ship cruising is <clears throat> pun intended the wave of the future. I think it's, you know, really it's, you can just space yourself out from everyone else and you get to know everybody on board and it's much more intimate uh, cruising experience. And I think mm -hmm. we'll find that they enjoy that a lot more too. Yeah, definitely. Now that's not to say that a passenger that typically, or a ship that typically carries 4,000 passengers, when it's at 50% capacity, it's mm -hmm. at 2,000, right? Mm -hmm. So there's still an abundance of space that's on there, but as people are starting to plan forward, that's certainly something that's coming up in conversation is, what's the size and what's the capacity of people that this will hold. Nice. We're also, and I should have added this in, we're also seeing um, balconies, mm -hmm. you know, being typically when you sell a ship or when you launch a ship, that's a hard one, ship for sale, yes. you start at the top. So it goes right away on, you know, if there are, you know, a hundred and odd days of a world cruise, the very first staterooms to go will be the suites. The suites, yes. Mm -hmm. And then it goes down to the inside or interior staterooms, mm -hmm. and then it jumps to balconies. So we're seeing more people gravitating towards balconies just on the off chance, God forbid something happens, they feel like they uh, will have a suitable stateroom to be able to hold up if needed. Yes, absolutely. Um, the other thing as well as the longer sailings, I spoke a little bit about the, uh, the worlds. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing world cruises sell out in 24 hours. Uh, we have not had a world cruise. We had 2019, obviously 2020 didn't happen, obviously 2021, mm -hmm. but people have been aching mm -hmm. to get back out there and to experience the world again, and they haven't been able to. So as a result, maybe their budget is still sitting there for their sailings or their vacations in uh, 20 and 21, mm -hmm. and are now applying that towards uh, perhaps a lengthier. So instead of going for a week, they're going for two weeks. Instead of going for a 30 day, they're going for a 90 day. Mm -hmm. So we're really, again, seeing the adaption of that from or the adoption of that from our cruise line partners. I'll use AMA waterways that, you know, they stitch together, um, you know, the, the seven journeys. 
uh, where I can't remember off the top of my head how many days that is, um, but really kind of, you know, um, reacting to the trends that they're seeing by introducing those longer sailings as well. And then, of course, isolation has separated so many people and so many families that have not been able to see each other and to have any of the celebrations that are happening happening so that group travel component is certainly a, a huge trend that we're seeing more than ever before where it's families and friends that are coming together to do do-overs yeah. so you know it's a do-over of a 40th birthday or a 50th wedding anniversary where now there's 45 family members that are all coming on board to celebrate together um and then obviously with, you know, we have our, our regular type of cruisers as well, but these, these four trends are certainly emerging higher than what we see uh, the individual booking. And the reason for that as well is, you know, some of the uh, incredible opportunities right now. So there's been certainly a message to plan ahead to capture the best offers. We've seen uh, normally in January and February, which is often referred to in the cruise industry as wave season. Mm -hmm. So as long as I've been in the industry, we've known it started as two weeks after school goes back. And for those two weeks, every single cruise line's phones would be jammed. And then that went into cruise, uh, sorry, wave month where January we were seeing an increased amount of calls and now it's into February. So from that January, February, early March timeframe is now referred to as wave season. And that's typically when we see the best offers and the best promotions that are in the market. Yes. While the offers and the promotions that were in the market today, going ahead into 2023 and soon to be 2024, are unlike anything we've seen before. There are layers and stacks and stacks of benefits and value adds that are being um, put on by each of the cruise line partners to be able to assure the guests that not only do you have the best cancellation policy, but you also have the best offers uh, and enticing people to come back to cruising, which uh, is working in everyone's favor as, uh, as we know. Mm -hmm. So what is it like to sail today? So as I had said earlier, uh, I actually had um, a lot of expectations as I went on to the Celebrity Edge and I really wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure if I was gonna love it. I wasn't, um, I wasn't particularly excited. I thought it was, um, you know, it's a lot to travel today. <clears throat> but that being said, like it was important for me to get back on just to see, you know, is what they're saying actually happening on the ship? And um, I was really surprised and often throughout the week caught myself saying to, I traveled with my sister saying, I, I can't believe how normal this feels because you almost expect it to not be normal. Right. Yeah. And it was normal. And it, it actually, it was, it was the strangest feeling because life at home wasn't normal. We were still, you know, and still are today wearing masks at home. And I, at that point, when I was sailing on those first um, few, we didn't have any mask mandates. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it took a few days to kind of ditch that security blanket that we've become mm -hmm. very accustomed to. Uh, and then it was like, this is normal. It was, you know, it was unbelievable to me. 
um, that they were still able to put on full programming, have everything open uh, under the situations that we're in. Yeah, and it's so nice to see people's smiles and to see their faces. Oh. It's just, oh, you don't know how much you, you rip, uh, me, lip read until you can't. So it's Absolutely. really great to see that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's so true. Mm -hmm. But before setting sail, and, and you know, it, it certainly travel today is a personal choice. There may be people that... Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure my husband thought I was crazy going out and, and doing an early sailing. Uh, he obviously knows what my job is. And, you know, sometimes you just got to do some things. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't without its worry and without its, um, its anxiety of do I have all of the right information. So my first tip before you even set sail is to pack your patience. You know, there were massive, massive hours and hours long lineup going through security and customs in Toronto, for example. There are no nexus lines as you're starting. Um, uh, preview lines to go into security as there normally are. Uh, if you're an elite member with Air Canada, as I flew on, they didn't have any of those priority lines. So when you see a lineup snaking off, you know, from the majority of the terminal with people waiting to get just through security, um, but it's also even before you get to the airport, what test do I need? How do I get the test? Where do I get that test? figuring out what the protocols are on board and realizing that they could change at any moment mm -hmm. and what you had thought you were getting may be very different than what you actually are getting. Um, and, and really tying and marrying those both together with the importance of working with a travel advisor. So myself being in the industry for 20, you know, 25 plus years, this was around, I'm counting it as my 81st. I know I've lost a few. Uh, it's not like I'm not well-traveled, mm -hmm. but going through the process of figuring out by myself, okay, what tests do I need? What this, what that, how do this, what vaccine certificates, where do I get those certificates mm -hmm. from? Uh, was It really adds an extra element of um, stress and anxiety before you're even on the ship. Mm -hmm. um, and, and really, you know, I reached out to some advisors that I know that had been in and out of the States. And can you just check for me, is this actually the correct information that I'm finding? Mm -hmm. uh, and thank goodness that I had those travel agents to, uh, to reach out to because then I'm like, okay, I'm good. Um, which was uh, really fantastic, but um, it's good to get that assurance that okay, I've got everything I need. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, because navigating that through all of the different websites and going through the CDC and then looking on Cruise Critic, which um, may or may not have the right information, and trying to interpret what the cruise lines are saying, which is different than what you're finding. It, it's yeah. it is a web, but that's again that's the beauty and the value that an a travel advisor brings and quite frankly is uh, the most important tool that you can travel with today is is really having that travel advisor in your back pocket a real live person so this was me kind of getting on. I was super excited to get on the planes and kind of came up with, okay, what are the three A's? So the three A's are, first of all, my attitude. I just had to roll with it. I can sometimes be a fairly high-strung person. I like things in order. I had papers flying everywhere from insurance to the, um, the, the vaccine certificates, whatever it was that I needed. 
Um, so I was like, okay, I got to do my attitude. I have to do my antigen test and I need to have that attestation form. So all of these pieces, as, as you know, Kathleen, are the pieces that you bring and that value that you have as well. Um, but the other one on that, that, um, that doesn't go with the A is the excitement. I was so overjoyed to be able to get on the flight. Uh, it was a very easy and streamlined process for a direct flight from Toronto into Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I had no issues whatsoever on the flight. And I thought maybe I'd be a little bit weary of being, you know, in a tin can with so many people. Mm -hmm. But I was just so overjoyed to be on a plane. I, it, I couldn't even tell you if the plane was full. I was just super excited and in my little bubble of, of where I was and at. I'm sure you weren't the only one. You could probably feel the excitement on yeah. the flight as well. So yeah, absolutely. There was definitely, there's often not clapping on Air Canada, but there for sure was clapping uh, when we landed. <laughs> They're not known for clapping. And then, of course, we were able to um, to board. Mm -hmm. So these are just some of my, my snaps. I adore Captain Kate. She's mm -hmm. just an absolute... Um, huge mentor for so many people in the in the um, nautical side of the cruise industry and the ship itself was just absolutely spectacular so we did an itinerary where we sailed out of Fort Lauderdale into Nassau I think that's where this picture was taken and then we went to St. Thomas and then St. Martin but one of I'll go through it in a few pictures here I think I've got of, of what the port situation is like as well but on board, like I said, things are very normal. So I wanted to pick a bit of a contrast here. So I don't know about you, but I have full intentions when I go on ships. I'm going to take my running shoes. My running shoes have been all over the world. They very rarely actually do anything except maybe <laughs> go for a walk. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they have a beautiful gym. I did do a mm -hmm. tour. Uh, my running shoes did not uh, spend a lot of time there. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the great things here is um, you can't really see it from that picture, but um, they have the stations blocked off. So you can't um, you can't go, you know, treadmill to treadmill to treadmill. It's every other treadmill as it was in the casino. So the tables were open, but the slot machines where people typically are, you know, spending, you know, in some cases hours where every other, um, every other one was, uh, kind of, uh, blocked off. Mm -hmm. And then you can see the pool. So there were a few moments while I was on board. I'm like, oof, there's a lot of people in this pool. So, you know, we would just kind of make our way around, but again, you can see the this is a typical sea day. This is, you know, people enjoying themselves. There was some line dancing going on. There was music playing. Um, there is um, some social distancing on the chairs. But again, with 95% on, I think on our sailing, we had 13 people that were not vaccinated. And I believe they were all children. Um, they're really, again, it, it's changed since I was on a little bit more. And then I wanted to throw the contrast to the silent disco. So this was one of those nights I'm like, there is no social distancing going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was almost like the yin and the yang where, you know, there are definitely areas on the ship like this that, you know, there are people that were not um, adhering to social distancing protocols, but they move, you know, they, they're constantly moving those people around, but you can see 
um, you know, there are people standing and sitting all around the deck. So for those that felt comfortable that were able, you know, to kind of go into the pit, so to speak. And um, I mean, there, there's a little bit more space than it shows here. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I wanted to use this picture to display the fact that, you know, with the protocols, with the onboard testing requirements, with the vaccinations, mm -hmm. cruising today is very, very similar to what it was that we had all experienced previously. And was that Southern Disco, was that outside? Is that what I was seeing? So this is in the main, uh, the main atrium, right? So right on the, um, behind that first pole there is mm -hmm. the martini bar. Okay. So normally it's, um, I think most of the time they help, they hold it in the club, mm -hmm. but they can only have so many people in the club. So they pulled it. We did one smaller one in the club and then a larger one on a second night. That was my first time doing a social, or uh, um, a silent disco super it's fun neat. it's neat it is it's fun like for me I'm like okay 15 minutes and then I just like to to watch everyone and mm -hmm. and kind of laugh at it afterwards from the buffet um as I had said earlier the buffet stations typically when you go and you serve yourself you can see very um not very well here um on the photo on the right that there is now staff that is um is available to serve you. But on the picture on the left is, um, again, just, you know, the heightened awareness, they have such huge areas dedicated to hand sanitization. So they had this, um, this area here, which obviously was built pre COVID. Yeah. Um, because again, hand sanitization has been uh, an important element on a ship for years mm -hmm. and years. Mm -hmm. And then you can see in the uh, um, uh, in the window, or sorry, in the mirror on that picture, there's actually a staff member telling everyone, please wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Right behind her is a Purell. So if people for some reason miss it, which I don't know how, because it's the first thing you see kind of going into the main yeah. buffet area, mm -hmm. then she's there to remind them as well, wash your hands, use the sanitizer. So they've got a few checks and balances in place from that standpoint and as I well. And I love that it's hand washing instead of yes. the alcohol and the sanitizer. My daughter has terrible eczema and that just burns her so much. It, so I, I can it. imagine. Yeah, yes. like cruise lines, I love that they're offering the soap and water option. Yeah, and I think yeah, and and as simple as this sounds, mm -hmm. it's hot water. So, how many times have we gone into a restaurant or a buffet area here, mm -hmm. and it's cold water? It's yeah. never warm water coming or out of the not tap. even being able to wash pre-COVID. Yes, so with this yeah. being set up before. This is much safer on a cruise line than you were if you were going to the Mandarin, say, or, or uh, any kind of buffet restaurant. For sure. So that's wonderful. Now, one of the things I didn't capture in this picture, so again, normally you would go in and you'd get your plates and you would get your cutlery. So everything is pre-wrapped. They hand over your cutlery to you. They hand over the plate so that it's completely non-touch. The only thing that you end up touching is that actual plate uh, filled with heaps and heaps and fo of food. Now, the nice thing here on the edge is a lot of their buffet areas, specifically as stations. So you just move from station to station. The lovely thing about that is it's so spacious at the best of times. Certainly with 50% capacity, it's even more spacious, uh, but you don't have those big long lineups because they do have that kind of flow through and a little bit more of that organic flow rather than the forced flow of going, you know, down a assembly line of, of buffets. Mm -hmm. From the main dining room aspect, as well as any of the alternative dining rooms, they have, um, again, it's, you know, uh, hand sanitizer to go in. 
Uh, they have somebody that's there for ourselves. We weren't very comfortable sitting right in the thick of things. Okay. So every time that we would go into one of the restaurants, the sit down restaurants, we would ask for a table off to the side, a little bit away from kind of everyone else to, um, you know, to kind of do that social distancing on our own right. um, and just put a little bit more space. So uh, that was granted, there was no problem whatsoever. And, um, you know, some uh, of the restaurants, you could see them cleaning the menus. For us, I wasn't taking that for granted. So I would bring hand sanitizer, for example, to uh, dinner with us in my little pouch, which I used to do before because my, uh, my one of my bosses freaked me out once about the germs on a menu. So I always have, always, always um, yeah. but I was probably a little bit more diligent uh, mm -hmm. than not. Uh, and the same with, you know, salt and peppers shakers on the table are all cleaned. Um, but it, that was my kind of comfort zone. So again, I just kind of adapted um, kind of what I do at home mm -hmm. uh, to, um, to be on board. So each of the staterooms are equipped with um, the Healthy at Sea um, little package, which came with hand sanitizer as well as a mask and some wipes. I personally brought my own wipes, wiped down the handles, wiped down the phones. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I wouldn't say that's anything different than what I normally do. I might have just been a little bit more diligent and done it more than once a week. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I don't think this is a COVID related change, but I love, you can see it there on the top, um, is the new process for taking photos. So instead of having those big, huge roll-ups with all of the backdrops that are literally scattered all over the ship, they now have a few key areas that are a little bit more spacious and they have green screens. Mm -hmm. So again, it minimizes the contact from the crew of you know people touching things. Um, so they just have the one screen, you pick your background. And I thought, well, isn't this a long time coming? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a really great enhancement. And of course, you know, the great crew, as you can see here, coming back um, on the ship when um, I think this was either NASA or St. Martin. <clears throat> so we didn't get off the ship in St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. um, I'd been there a few times. So we just enjoyed our own private yacht for the afternoon. But one of the things with the, um, the shore excursion programs is if, um, if you were a family, for example, that had an unvaccinated child, or if you are or were an unvaccinated passenger, mm -hmm. the only way that you were able to get off at that time was to take a, a celebrity curated voyage. So all of those protocols are in place as well. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that struck me in all of the ports was just how unbelievably empty so you can see here, anyone that sailed into St. Martin, that's the picture, actually, it's mm -hmm. both of the pictures. Um, normally, it's a hustling, bustling port. There are hundreds, if not thousands of people that converge on St. Martin. And this is what it looked like the day that we were in port as the only ship. Mm -hmm. And my one of my favorite little things to do, again, I've been to St. Martin quite a few times. I love taking the water taxi over, getting off that little pier and just going to find a little beautiful seat there on that beautiful blue water, having a bucket of beer and just chilling out. And that's exactly what we did. It's just normally 5,000 other people with us. Right. <laughs> 
Um, and then it was just you and your sister. And it was, and we met one other couple and we were, you know, we had, a, we actually had probably one of my best times in St. Martin. It was great to go back because I hadn't been to St. Martin, um, probably since summer 2018, if not 2019, mm -hmm. uh, where it was still going through a huge, um, rebuild after the hurricane. Mm -hmm. So there, you know, there's still, you can certainly still see signs of, um, of certain, um, stores that are at that uh, that front area there that still need a little bit of work when we were in St. Martin or sorry uh, Nassau there was nothing open we were the only ship in it was probably what 1200 people that were coming mm -hmm. there was one spot that we could go even the little market the straw market was closed there was literally nothing open um, and, um, again, you know, on this particular itinerary, I've, I've been to all of the sites, so it was just an opportunity to walk around and, and kind of see what was happening, but that was where we were kind of at with that. So, you know, it's, it's chilling when you get there and you realize just how empty these areas are and, and knowing how unbelievably reliant they are on tourism and, Absolutely. and how much, you know, we know how hard we've been hit, let alone, you know, um, people that aren't as fortunate as the lives that typically most of us that cruise do have. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was quite Very shocking. Dependent on that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but really kind of, you know, my whole um, piece was, I mean, it's the beauty of cruise, mm -hmm. you know, the journey, the voyage, being on board. This is us as obviously as we're sailing away from um, St. or from Nassau. Yes. You know, the beautiful blue ocean, the spectacular blue sky and the sun and just the joyous people that are so celebrate, so celebratory of being on a ship again. It was such a beautiful experience to be able to go out very early on. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I can't wait to get back on board, but I love this picture because it just kind of encapsulated for me that entire experience, you know, beautiful ships in the background. I think this was the freedom of the seas um, came in for a few hours. I think they had 600 passengers on board. Um, so it's, um, you know, cruising, you know, is truly a viable and safe way to travel. Mm -hmm. There are definitely hoops to jump through with all of the protocols and the testing and um, the vaccination requirements. Um, but that's what we're here to be able to guide people um, to truly understand. And, you know, I'm going to give you a bit of a shout out because I know you have been working on your business to educate people through the entire 18 months and it has not been easy. And when I went to look at your website, I loved what you had written for your mission okay. of just making sure that your role here is to empower you and to make an informed cruise travel decision. And that that one word just jumped out at me because like I said, as myself, as an experienced traveler, I struggled mm -hmm. trying to plan. So working with an expert and working with yourself, you know, just gives people that added leg up and added advantage of, of gaining all of that and the value that you bring on all of the training and the knowledge that you have garnered over the last 18 months a few times because let's be real it's changed it does, yeah, multiple times it was like every day something new came out oh, yeah. okay scratch that I didn't mean to tell you this let's go this absolutely yeah. you know we were literally boarding and, and protocols were changing we didn't know if we were going to get on the ship mm -hmm. um, and it's just like you know super frustrating that's why I was saying about pack your patients and then you just realize this is what traveling is like 
in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And Um, not only that, I really personally, I strive to make sure that every passenger is on the right line for them. So if you want a beach day, if you want to put your feet up, I'm never going to send you to the Galapagos. Whereas if you're somebody who really wants an immersive experience, if you want to dig right into the itinerary, then I've got a whole host of different cruise lines and different destinations that are made for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of one of the things that I really strive to make sure I let people know. And they're like, oh, but I want to go on, you know, this line ABC. And I'm like, but based on what you told me, you're not going to have a good time. It's and so I, true. I don't want you to waste your time, your money, anything. I want yeah. you to come back saying, wow, let's go back. Absolutely. And, part of it. and that's the beauty. And that's why I love cruising so much. And not that it's not replicated on land, but there are so many beautiful itineraries and beautiful places around the world to travel to mm. in a whole bunch of different styles. You know, if you want to eat on Versace plates, you can eat on Versace. If you want a wet t-shirt contest and, you know, the the muscle burly men at the pool Mm -hmm. doing, you know, I can't remember what that contest is for. You can have that too. (laughs) And everything in between it's, um, you know, it really is um, such a a great uh, vacation option for all ages and, um, you know, I, I just am thankful that you, you know, that I had the chance to go on that you um, that you wanted me to come on and speak to to you about that today and share that Thank information. So yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I had at one point this made me really feel for everybody who puts these great presentations together. I had someone cancel and I thought, you know what, I'll just talk about one of our group cruises. Well, didn't I spend a day and a half getting everything ready and doing all that? And I thought, how many times did I go down the rabbit hole and just keep researching? And I'm like, no, no, focus, focus. <laughs> it's true. So you guys put in so much work and I couldn't do this without you. So thank you so much for putting all that together. No problem. My pleasure. So my I hope everybody has, a, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, I was just, nope. I was just saying my pleasure. I hope everybody has a great week and we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for watching this week's Cruise Chat. I know it was a little bit of a different format with meeting with Caroline from Cruise CEO, but it was really nice to see her experience when she went on the Celebrity Edge and she got to meet Captain Kate. I mean, that's just fabulous. So good for her. Next week, I'm going to be meeting with Pork Expedition Cruises. It's a brand new cruise line that I'm going to be meeting with. So we're going to be doing a brand overview. We're going to be looking at the kind of things that they offer that the other ones don't and where they sail and their types of ships that they have. So make sure that you subscribe to our channel. That way you can see as soon as we put out a new video. I tend to put them out every Thursday morning. So make sure that you uh, subscribe to our channel and then you can see them the second they come out. And also, if you're listening to this on our Cruising the Waves podcast and you want to see some of the images that she shared that we discussed, head on over to our YouTube channel, Plenty of Sunshine Travel on YouTube. YouTube, pardon me. And if you would like any assistance at all with any of the cruise, any of the different cruise lines that I've met with, please reach out to me at info at plentyofsunshinetravel.com and I would be glad to help you get on a cruise right now because I know we all really need a vacation. It's there waiting for you and it's safe and they're just ready to serve you. So thank you so much for watching and I'll see everybody next week. Goodbye.